The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast and member of Belly Up Sports. This episode is going to be uh, um, talking about the quarterfinals for the Conference League, the Europa League, and the Champions League, as well as looking at the call-up for the U.S. Men's National Team. So... Big chunk of that episode is going to be that. Um, and then, um, obviously, recap the PSG game. Something a little funny happened over there, so we'll talk about that as well. And, of course, do our Players of the Week and give you guys my closing thoughts. It's going to involve sports, um, not soccer specifically. It does involve world sports, but um, that's probably just going to be just it. But... Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm kind of I'm kind of annoyed right now because um, I essentially edited this episode. I thought I did, and then I kind of had like a little screw up, and unfortunately, I I had to I have to re-record the first part and the ending uh, of this episode because I'm an idiot. So I'm I'm really mad at myself for that, but it's okay. Life happens. Um, so here we are, and and that's just how it's gonna be. But it's all good. It's all good. You know, players fuck up. We just got to, you know, overcome it. But like I said, man, um, so next week is going to be a little bit of a doozy. I will be able to record an episode next week. The following week, I'm not entirely sure because, uh, as you guys know, I am a, an equipment manager for the Houston Dynamo Academy. And uh, next week is the Generation Adidas Cup. Uh, which is a really huge event for the academies. Um, not necessarily anything really going on to, towards it, but it's obviously like a, a competition, an opportunity to compete against other academies, not only in the U.S., but also academies across the world. As a matter of fact, our academy, um, the 17s, are going to be playing against Boca Juniors Academy. So that's going to be really cool. So it's it's just an interesting opportunity. Along with the tournament, they'll also have a showcase. So it's just a really good opportunity for these guys to to get extra looks at, you know, possibly for, you know, if some of them end up going to college, you know, it's a, it's, it's just a, overall just a really cool opportunity for them. And so overall, I'm just excited for it. Um, this, um, because of that though, it is going to be kind of tricky as, as how I'm going to be able to record an episode. So during GA cup, I might not be able to record an episode just so you guys know. So next week there will be an episode. There will be 127, 128 might come a week later, be, oh, you know, just because of the fact that um, GA Cup is going to take a big chunk of of my time, so I'm not gonna be able to sit here and record an episode. So just so you guys know, 
Um, but yeah, I'm excited though. Uh, I'm just excited to another opportunity. I really had fun in, you know, I really had Florida. It's going to be in Florida. I really had fun in Missouri and I had a lot of fun in Colorado. It's so, it's just, it's different experience and it's really cool. I'm really excited for, for this weekend because, um, it's really huge. I'll, I'll be actually helping out with the first team against NYCFC. So I'll be working with the first team. So I'm pretty excited about that. So yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a lot of work, but I, I'm liking it right now. Um, I think I'm should be getting an assistant pretty soon. So we'll be able to get back to recording episodes with Edward as well. So I'm all excited about that as well. But, um, before we get going with this episode, I want to tell you guys about this episode's sponsor, and that is Kanzori. Fellas, have you ever wished you were a little bit taller? Maybe you matched on Tinder, but her profile says, must be over six feet. Maybe your date wants to wear heels, but she can't because it'll make her taller than you. Well, I got the Short Kings covered with today's sponsor, Kanzori. Kanzori makes shoes that make you up to 2.8 inches taller without anyone knowing. Look, girls get heels, makeup, and push-up bras. Why can't men get a boost in confidence, too? We're all the same height lying down anyway. If you know what I mean. For a limited time, only our listeners get an extra 15% off your order with the code INFC at Kanzori.com. This site is already 30% off, and with our code, you get an extra 15%. That's 45% off your entire order. Support our show and check them out at conzori.com and use the code INFC. The height insoles are actually built into the shoe, so no one can tell you're getting a secret height boost. The brand is also hidden on the shoes and on the packaging. It's really the ultimate height hack. Life short, but you don't have to be. It's time to level up the playing field, boys. Maybe update that dating profile to six feet. Consori is an absolute game changer when it comes to your dating life. On top of 30% off the site, our listeners get an extra exclusive 15% off discount at Consori.com with the code INFC. That's a total of 45% off your order. Use code INFC at Consori.com. Go to conzuri.com with code INFC. When I want to get high, I put on a pair of Consoris. So thanks again to Consori for being the presenting sponsor for this episode. Um, now we're going to go ahead and take a break and then get going with episode 126. We have breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble and trouble with Manscaped Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. So make sure you get 20% off in free shipping when you go to Manscaped.com by using the 
promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. All right, guys. So big, big matchups coming up for the U.S. men's national team as they are going to take on Granada and El Salvador for the final group matches in the CONCACAF Nations League. Um, I believe right now, currently, El Salvador is on top of the group, but obviously, uh, we'll see what happens as these matches are, are going to be played. Um, an update to the roster. Obviously, when the roster was dropped, Timothy Way was originally on the roster. He actually had uh, an injury during his match with a concussion. So, he is actually going to be taken off of the uh, the roster and taking his spot is uh, currently playing at AZ Alkmaar. Jordi uh, Mihalovic. So if you guys don't remember Jordi Mihalovic, um, he, last time he was with the U.S. men's national team, um, was actually in the 2019 Gold Cup. Um, that was, uh, no, wait, no, it wasn't. Um, it was, he was part of that 6 0 shellacking against El Salvador back in 2020. So that was the last time he recently he played, but now he's back. Um, if you guys remember Jordi Mihalovic, he was like an up and coming player, um, from the Chicago Fire. For some reason, gets gets sent to um, uh, Montreal, uh, and now he is playing over at AZ Alkmaar in the Eredivisie. So, gets an opportunity again to to come back with the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, and like I said, we'll be taking on, they will be taking on uh, Granada and El Salvador uh, March twenty fourth against Granada, and then uh, and then on the twenty seventh, we'll be taking on El Salvador. Took me a while to think about that, but all right. So now that you know that about the little that little update, so the roster for these two matches against Granada and El Salvador will be uh, for goalkeepers. We have Ethan Horvath from Ludentown, Zach Steffen from Middlesbrough, and Matt Turner from Arsenal. I think pretty straightforward. Um, these are the three goalkeepers that we've dropped a few times. Uh, no, Sean Johnson. I think. The, the future call, I, this club is going to, I think, have like a lot of international pl- uh, players because I believe the next call up is going to be more MLS based. So, might as well take advantage right now. But, um, Ethan Horvath, um, playing a little bit more at Luddentown. Um, I can't say if he's doing well because I haven't been really watching that league. Uh, Zach Steffen obviously kind of took a dip. Um, for quite some time dealing with some mental health issues um has been playing for Millsboro but I think from what I've been hearing he's not been like the best performances from Zach Steph Zach Stephan um but obviously you know he's also someone that we we look at very highly was at one point looked at the, as the number 1 but the guy really that's number 1 is Matt Turner which is good that he's getting some playing you know playing he's going to play um, I wouldn't be, I should, we should be expecting him to play both these matches against Granada and El Salvador. Um, does play some matches for Arsenal, but obviously is the number two goalkeeper behind Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, from the goalkeepers, I have really no complaints. Obviously, some people were hoping for Selena, but I believe Selena is, uh, with the 20s, the U20s for the U.S. So that's, and obviously they're also in prepare, in preparation for, uh, I believe the U20 World Cup. And I think there's the Olympics coming up this summer. So, so there's a lot of shit going on, man. But um, you know, you try to work those groups together. You you're gonna have a lot of things that you have to like take into consideration. But um, as far as the goalkeepers go, I think this is a very strong group, of, very strong group of goalkeepers. I have really no complaints about it. 
Uh, so that's my thoughts on that one. Uh, defenders, we got Sergino Des over at, from AC Milan. Mark McKenzie from Gank. Tim Ream from Fulham. Brian Reynolds from uh, Westerlo. Anthony Robinson from Fulham. Miles Robinson from Atlanta United. Joe Scally from Bristol Mönchengladbach. And Austin Trussie from Birmingham City. Uh, obviously, I think the usual suspects as far as like Sergino Dest, uh, Tim Ream, who's been playing very well right now over over for Fulham, um, Anthony Robinson being you know that key guy on, at the left at the left back position, um, Joe Scally performing very well over at Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, the one that kind of takes me by surprise a little bit is Austin Trusty. Um, can't tell you I've been really watching him. I know he's technically with Arsenal, but obviously he's currently on loan at Birmingham City. Um, and the other one that obviously is Miles Robinson making his return to the U.S. Men's National Team after after being away with a with an ACL injury. So we'll see what, how he ends up doing if he if he's part of that that starting lineup. Like I said, obviously not many MLS guys. We're not going to see Walker Zimmerman because obviously MLS. Um, and like like kind of going back to that whole thing about. The upcoming, uh, the next call up will feature more MLS players, I believe. So that's where we'll see guys like Walker Zimmerman. But aside from that, I- I'm intrigued to see a little bit of Mark McKenzie. Um, see how he- how he's developed over there in in um in Belgium, and also Brian Reynolds. It's a guy that another FC Dallas uh product that um went to Roma. Uh, wasn't really being used that much with Jose Mourinho. And then goes on loan, um, and and is probably playing a little bit more. But um, really intrigued by him because he does seem like a very interesting prospect as far as the U.S. men's national team goes. So I definitely want to see how how he continues to progress on. So that, those are defenders in the midfield. We have Brendan Aronson from Leeds United, uh, Johnny Cardoso from Internacional, Luca De La Torre from Celta Vigo, Weston McKenney from Leeds United, Yunus Musa from Valencia. And Alan Sonora from Juarez. Um, I'm really surprised by seeing Alan here. I would have maybe thought he'd probably be edited with the MLS guys, but I think it's also because of Tyler Adams had an injury, so he's not getting called up for this group. Um, Johnny Cardoso is a guy that I'm really intrigued by. I like how I, I kind of really like Johnny Cardoso, so I definitely want to see him get a more more of an opportunity. But Luca Del Torre, I've speak I've spoken very highly of this of this guy. Definitely want to see more of him, but aside from that, obviously we'll more Weston McKenney and Yunus Musa uh, connection going on there. Um, but it's good to see Brendan Aronson. I don't know if he will he he'll be essentially a midfielder. I think we'll probably see him on the wings at some point. But it's interesting that he is labeled as a midfielder. But not, nonetheless, I really do like the midfielder group. And forwards, we got Taylor Booth from Utrecht, um, Daryl DK from West Brom. Jordi Mihalovic, as I mentioned, from AZ Alkmaar. Ricardo Pepe from uh, Groningen. Christian Pulisic from Chelsea. Gio Reyna from Borussia Dortmund. And Alex Zendejas from Club America, who has officially announced that he will be a U.S. men's national team player. He will no longer um, be a... Fil- he, he's, he has chosen U.S. over Mexico, which I think is a really... It's a really good telling of, uh, of how the U.S. has grown. Um, you know, especially with these Mexican American players, a lot of them choosing to play for Mexico over the U.S. Obviously, recently Efrain Alvarez, um, uh, Julian Arajo are two guys that have chosen um, Mexico over the USA. But um, Alex Andejas, 
you know, clearly, um, he he likes what he sees right now with the U.S. men's national team. Um, I think it's a really challenging position because I feel like the winger position is pretty deep in, in the U.S. But this is where he wants to be, and so you know, hopefully that 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 does come with an advantage. Um, wingers, I mean, like I said, I think it's the guys that we expect to see. Gio Reyna, I'm happy to see him uh, called up with the U.S. men's national team. Like I said, um. Before, I mean, it has he has literally nothing to do with what's going on between his crazy parents, um, and U.S. soccer. So I'm glad that he's getting looked at and he's getting ability to play. It's not his fault unless we find out later that he also got involved with the the the, the BS. But um, right now he just has to go in there and just focus on playing, and, and maybe maybe possibly just uh move on from just this this stupidity that we have we have gotten with. Um. Okay. Uh, oof, I don't. Okay. I'm sorry. I I kind of got lost the track of focus. Okay. Um. For forwards, Daryl DK and Ricardo Pepe. For strikers, Ricardo Pepe and and uh, and and Daryl DK. Um. I'm really interested, intrigued by this because obviously Daryl DK, a name that a lot of people thought for U.S. soccer was gonna be like. Maybe our next Josie Altador esque player. Um, Ricardo Pepe obviously got snubbed from the World Cup. Definitely want to see, um, you know, one of these guys like step up because, like I said, the striker position for the U.S. is a very wide open job. Um, any, it's up for grabs for anybody. Obviously, once we'll see what the MLS call about, we'll probably end up seeing Jesus Ferreira, um, and Brandon Vasquez in that group. But in this one, um, to see Ricardo Pepe and Daryl DK. I would imagine Ricardo Pepe gets the gets the most of the call most the, gets the two stars because, I mean, he's he's done very well for himself over there at Groningen. Daryl DK is kind of quiet. I well, once again, this also goes back to the fact that I really don't keep up with the championship. But I mean, I don't really hear much about Daryl DK. So from like U.S. blogs, you know what I mean. So, and obviously, a lot of people really do tote very highly of Ricardo Pepe. Um, as far as like lineups that I would go with, um, sticking with that four three three, um, goalkeeper Matt Turner. I think Matt Turner needs to get as much playing time as he can get. Um, in the back four, Sergino Des at right. Um, the two center backs, Tim Ream and um, and and Mark McKenzie. I would like to see Miles Robinson, but I don't know. If I don't know how fit he's going to be, so I kind of want to be kind of careful with that. And at left back, obviously, Anthony Robinson. In the midfield, uh, Weston McKinney and Eunice Musa, um, kind of being those dual eights. Um, I think I would like to see Johnny Cordoso kind of play in that midfield somehow. I don't know if he would be the six or Weston McKinney would play that six role. I don't know exactly, but definitely would want to try to. Or no, maybe maybe not that. Maybe Luca De La Torre, but I mean, obviously, I don't necessarily see any of these guys as like sixes. Maybe not really Yunus Musa either, but um, kind of find a way a, a midfield of that to like somehow incorporate. West McKinney might be the might have to play the six in some essence, but um, I, yeah, I just maybe look yeah Luca De La Torre, West McKinney, and Yunus Musa being that midfield, and then up front, obviously Christian Pulisic on the left, um. On the right, uh, that's a tricky one, but I'm going to go with Gio Reyna. 
at right, and then at up top, Ricardo Pepe. So that's what I would do. Um, but yeah, Yuzman. I all in all, though, I'm I really do like this call up. I think this is a really good roster. Um, so I can't wait for March 24th, which would be obviously Saturday. So that when this episode drops, the game should be being played. Um, that will be at Granada, um, which you can catch that game 8 p.m. Eastern time on TNT, Universal, or Peacock. And then on the 27th, we'll be playing El Salvador at Exploria Stadium. Um, that one will also be on TNT and Universal um, and available at Peacock for streaming. Um, and that kickoff will be 7.30 Eastern time. So, yeah, be aware of that. That's going to be some really good ones. Like I said, I'm really, I, re- I really do like this call-up. I think it's a really good call-up from this one. So, really excited about that one. All right, moving on, we're going to talk... Europa champion, Europa, Europa competition, Europe competition. All right, so we're gonna start off with the Europa Conference League. So the results, let's do results first, and then we'll move on to that. Um, Gank uh, Gant ends up eliminating Istanbul Basaksa here of five to two. Fiorentina eliminates Fasport five one. Lek eliminates your Garden five nil. Um. Basel eliminates Slovan Bratislava 4-4. They ended up winning at penalties 4-1. Uh, West Ham United beat uh, AEK Lanarka 6-0. Um, AZ Alkmaar uh, eliminates Lazio 4-2. Nice eliminates Sheriff 3-1. What a run by Sheriff. And Anderlecht eliminates Villarreal 2-1. So, some, cr- some real shockers right there. But the matchups... For the quarterfinals will be Ghent taking on West Ham United, uh, Lech versus Fiorentina, Anderlecht versus AZ Alkmaar, Basel versus Nice. Um, I think which this, these games will actually start on April 13th, so I probably could have done this preview a little bit later, but hey, here we are. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, from these matchups, I think the one that intrigues me the most. Is probably going to be Anderlecht versus AZ Alkmaar. I think it's just two very, I feel like more evenly matchups. AZ Alkmaar also has Jordi Mihaljevic, so it gives me a, a good a good chance to view how this guy has improved, um, you know, since leaving MLS. So I'm very intrigued by that, honestly. Um, my my favorites still like looking into all these. Um, I will go with. I might I'd say Fiorentina. Um, could be my favorite uh from this group but we'll see how that how that advance maybe that bites me in the ass but there is um the Europa Conference League all right in the the uh Europa League Europa League um we have Sevilla eliminates Fernabanch in 2-1 uh Juventus eliminates Freiburg 3-0 Manchester United eliminates Raul Betis 5-1. Feyenoord eliminates Shatar Donske 8-2. Um, Union SG eliminates Union Berlin 6-3. And Bar no, no, and I don't know why I said and. Bar Leverkusen eliminates uh, Ferenc Varos 4-0. <sighs> Sporting eliminates Arsenal 3-3, winning 5-3 at penalties. And Roma eliminates Real Sociedad 
nil. And the quarterfinals are as follows. Um, Feyenoord taking on Roma. Manchester United versus Sevilla. Juventus versus Sporting. Bayer Leverkusen versus Union SG. Um, from these matchups, obviously, Manchester United versus Sevilla is definitely the, 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 the matchup to watch, I think. Another Spanish team for Manchester United to face off against. Um, you know, they're definitely doing something special here. So we'll see. We'll see how that matchup looks, but I'm really excited for them. Um, in that aspect. Um, though, you know, Feyenoord and Roma, I think is also, all these matchups are really good. Um, it, they're all very different. Um, uh, we, maybe Union can, uh, Union SG can probably, Maybe try to eliminate another German team, but I don't know if that's going to happen because Bayer Leverkusen is pretty good. Um, but uh, my favorite from all these, I would actually have to say Manchester United. I know that sounds very bizarre, but like Manchester United has looked completely different from what they looked at like before, you know, way before. I think Ten Hag has been doing an amazing job, I think, for them to be able to, you know, obviously win the Carabao Cup, but then able to come in and, and win the Europa League um, is it could be a big a big boost for them it guarantee it guarantees them a spot in the Champions League um, if they're a, unable to do so in in the table so I mean this could be monumental for Manchester United I think that they're in quite a run of form maybe they go face Roma in the final well let me see, let me see what's the possible semi-final matchup okay okay I can't really tell you okay um Yeah, we could, po you know, honestly, we could possibly have a Manchester United Roma final. So that would be very interesting if that happens. All right, before we get to the Champions League, um, this like this preview of the cha this recap uh, and preview of the Champions League quarterfinal is brought to you by Canada Dips. What are Canada Dips? Canada Dips are a great tasting, superior alternative to traditional dip using CBD in a way that is radical, enjoyable, and effective. All flavors, no tobacco, no nicotine pouches that are spit-free. It comes in five core flavors, Minter Green, Minter, Winter Green, Mint, Citrus, Mango, and American Spice. It is crafted and manufactured in Humboldt County, California, the heart of the cannabis industry. So why exactly does this matter to you as a consumer? Well, traditional dip is a hassle. It's addictive. It's messy. It's also pretty fucking old because it's a hundred years old other alternatives just aren't good enough for enough guys to enjoy these days they're either still addictive they're still messy or they just taste like shit well canada dip cbd is the new evolution in dip allowing guys to enjoy great long-lasting taste without the downsides i.e tobacco nicotine what's the secret they use 100% American-grown hemp combined with a water-dispersible technology, so it absorbs rapidly. We, they have discovered, they have developed a way to deliver CBD through your, through the mouth that no one else has, so that you can actually enjoy it. So a pretty nice feel when you get, you get that feeling of the CBD, and, and in a very healthy way. And also, they use a special coconut fiber and other natural ingredients in a formulation of a non-synthetic flavoring with no synthetic flavorings and, and other crappy shit like that. So where can you get these great Canada Dips? Well, their website, www.canadadipscbd.com. 
is open 24-7. So go ahead and check it out. It is a great product, especially if you're a big CBD guy like I am myself. Um, it, it tastes great, um, especially something that used to dip. But it's just, it tastes great in general. I, I enjoy the feel. I enjoy the feeling. You know, one pouch does it perfectly. Um, so I think that you can enjoy it, especially if you're a real dip lover. If you love hemp and you love dip, I think this is the best of both worlds for you. So once again, go to CanadaDipsCBD.com. And if you enter the code BELLYUP20, it'll save yourself 20% off your purchase at CanadaDips. Once again, CanadaDipsCBD.com. Use the code BELLYUP20 to save yourself 20% off your purchase. But all right. So the the uh, the round of 16 for the Champions League, we kind of touched up on it, but we'll go ahead and give you guys a recap if you guys hadn't. So Benfica eliminates Club Rouge 7-1. Chelsea eliminates Borussia Dortmund 2-1. Bayern Munich eliminates PSG 3-0. AC Milan eliminates Tottenham 1-0. I just love saying that over and over again. Um, Manchester City eliminates RB Leipzig 8-1. And Inter Milan eliminates Porto 1-0. Real Madrid eliminates Liverpool 6-2. And Napoli eliminates Frankfurt 5-0. Looking like some sort of team of destiny over there at Napoli. Alright, so this is the quarterfinals for the Champions League. Benfica taking on Inter Milan. I am going to just be straight up honest with you. If anybody, and I mean anybody, wanted a great the match, this matchup, it is Inter Milan fans. Because you could have had a Manchester City. You could have had a Bayern Munich. You could have had Real Madrid. You could have had Chelsea. You could have had a Milan or a Napoli. But no, you get Benfica. So you essentially, in your head, you feel like you're going in with the easiest matchup from these from this group of players. Um... So I think, and especially on the side that Inter Milan is at, there is like a good chance that they can make it to the Champions League final because, or if okay, maybe not an Inter Milan fan, but if you're a an Italian soccer fan, if you love the Serie A with a passion, if that's your league, that that to you is your the best league in the world, you have a seventy five percent chance that one of these teams is gonna make it to the Champions League final because in that tape in that side of the tape of the bracket. You have Benfica and Inter Milan, and then on the other side, Milan and, and Napoli. So this is like, if you're a Serie A fan, this is your dream. You get to see maybe possibly an Italian team win the Champions League, which is kind of weird because it goes back to uh, to uh, a debate topic that we had way back is how far how far along, how, how close are we to seeing an Italian team be competitive? How, how, how soon are we going to see the Serie A back? And I think this is definitely a sign of the Serie A definitely going back to their to their glory years um but going back to this benfica inter milan match like i said this this is where inter milan wants this is the matchup that they want on the side of the tournament that they want to be in um this is like i said this is just a match made in heaven for them they just got to make sure that they get the job done do not underestimate benfica because benfica has been has has done very well um and you know they would love to definitely shock the world as well at this point um if I had to really, if I had a bet, man, honestly, I would tell you that Inter Milan is the clear favorite. Um, I, I think that their players, especially when you think of Lataro Martinez, hopefully, like, we can start seeing more of the Lukaku that we want to see. Um, but overall, this attack is just really good. The defense is very solid. Obviously, they have Onana in between the sticks. So I think that 
it really does. And like I said, this is like the mo- the matchup that you want. Any of these teams would have wanted to start the, the this this uh this quarterfinals with Benfica and Inter Milan is that team that gets to get Benfica, but that doesn't mean you underestimate Benfica. They can shock the world in any way whatsoever. And it's funny because Inter Milan gets another Portuguese team because they had Porto, so and they definitely had to battle through that. So they should definitely know not to take these Portuguese sides lightly. So that is just there that. Um, the other matchup is Manchester City versus Bayern Munich. Man, it's like every year that it looks like Manchester City could have that season, that run to make it to the Champions League final. And they have to go up against just an unfavorable matchup. And it's I would say this is probably the time that you want to have Bayern Munich um, because... They're not like I said. Like I've said this plenty of times before. Now, now that Robert Lewandowski is gone, they look a little mortal. They look more beatable than they had before. But Sadio Mane is coming back, and that's something to take in consideration. But Manchester City got one of the best goal scorers in Champions League in Erling Haaland. He went off and scored a hat trick in their in their match. Um, you know when they when they their previous matchup. So. Like, as much as I, I continue to say don't underestimate Bayern Munich, yes, they're favorites to win this thing, but I think that this is now the time where Manchester City needs to capitalize on what they have got, what they've built so far. You go out and get early. This is why you brought Erling Haaland in. He is familiar with Bayern Munich. He knows how to score on Bayern Munich. It's just now for them to put everything, add their amazing team that they already have and have now their Robert Lewandowski up front. And, and see if they can finally overcome this giant and move on. Because on their side, they're on the most unwanted side of, of the tournament. Because they have to possibly face one of these teams. But Bayern Munich still a sturdy, strong club. Still gets things done. Still does things their way. They are a favorite for a reason. They showed you how by the fact that they just handled a PSG. But PSG is not Manchester City. And that's... Kind of the reason why I'm going to go with Manchester City in this matchup. I just think they're definitely the better team. Um, and this is, like I said, this is now their time to capitalize on making a push for a champions, for their first ever Champions League title. Um, their second, their second attempt to go to the Champions League final, but hopefully this time to win their first Champions League trophy. The missing piece for Pep Guardiola over there at Manchester City. Um, and then, the other match, the on the other side of that table, of that side of the tournament um, tree, is Real Madrid versus Chelsea. This has been the matchup <laughs> um, for a while now. Che- Real Madrid, for quite some time, has yet to have been able to conquer Chelsea, but they were able to finally do it last season. Um, Chelsea, this is literally all that Chelsea is like riding on at this point. Their, their, their regular season, their season in the English Premier League is looking really rough. Um, at this point, all they have going for them is the Champions League. And they have to go up against one of the most successful teams in the Champions League. But on the other side, Real Madrid struggling in La Liga. Struggling to get results. Coming off of a very tough loss against Barcelona in El Clasico. That just puts them further away against their rival to, to win La Liga. But... Sometimes now they can. Fo- it gives them more of a reason. To- I mean, they'll still try to win La Liga, but 
definitely their focus is now on Champions League, where they're usually thriving. I I feel definitely they have a team of destiny vibes. But the 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 real issue, if you, if, if there was an issue for Real Madrid, is just the fact that like this team is kind of getting a little old. Um, like how 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 much longer can this team ride on guys like Kareem Benzema? How long can they keep riding on Luka Modric? How long can they keep riding on Tony Cruz to you know? get these guys out of really sticky situations. We're, we've seen guys like Federico Valverde step up. We've seen guys like Vinicius step up. We've seen, you know, Shemeni and Kamavinga have stepped up in occasions as well. But we need to see a little bit more consistency on that part of their, you know, being at that near that level of a Tony Cruz, of a Luka Modric, of a Kareem Benzema. Um, this is, this it's gonna, definitely this, this matchup is going to be on contingent on what those guys do, because we know what we're going to see from guys, like I said, from the guys that I mentioned, the older guys, Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, and Kareem Benzema. We know what's what's to come from those guys. The real question is, what are those younger guys going to do um, to help and, and maybe stand out a little bit more from, you know, especially because we're kind of, I think we're definitely at the season where it is going to be time to do the passing of the torch with some, with these older Real Madrid players. Um, but, and, and I mean, I would not underestimate Chelsea. They they are there's there's a very talented side, but you know obviously and the question is really going to be is when is this all going to come together, um, and that's going to be the part that maybe maybe they don't get it together and Real Madrid can take advantage of it. Um, obviously I'm going to be biased. Real Madrid's my club, um, but I do feel Real Madrid is better than Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea is very talented, but I don't know what's going on. I, I think it goes to kind of, you have to look at Grand Potter a little bit, but um, we're also in Real Madrid's element. This is where they, they normally thrive in. Um, and it's going to be up to Chelsea, who has had his history of being able to overcome Real Madrid. Can they keep that momentum going? Or is that now that momentum has shifted and Real Madrid will now dominate Chelsea? Me, I'm, I'm going to go with Real Madrid for obvious reasons, but uh, I would not, I would not be surprised if this could be that Chelsea has that final, that click, that aha moment, and then they finally turn it up. Cause they're also a really good Champions League team. Um, they just don't have the, 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 the huge amount of, they don't have the double digit trophy count, but you know, they're, they're really good at making a pretty good, uh, Champions League run as well. And then on the other side, the last group is an Italian matchup, which, um, I guess when it comes to the quarterfinals, it's not that big of a deal if you end up facing off against a team in your league, but still kind of crappy nonetheless. It would have been interesting to see these guys maybe face off against another uh, team, but it is AC Milan taking on Napoli. Um, obviously, they're very familiar with each other. Napoli is just having an amazing season at Serie A. AC Milan finally kind of coming back to their glory years uh, with just Amazing players like, you know, Sandro Tonali and Rafael Leao. Um, I feel like Zlatan has made, you know, with, with like sturdy leaders like, you know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Olivier Giroud, um, able to kind of lead these, these young group of players to become this, this team of that, br- that brings you back to those glory years of AC Milan. But on the other side, you have this Napoli team that is just, everything is just clicking and it's just working for them right now. And obviously the question is, when is that run going to fall off? Just amazing players on that team, and, and it, it like it's just really cool to see how these teams are looking. And you know, obviously, 
it, once again, if you're a Syria fan, if you're just a fan of Syria in general, this is like the best part because the the majority, not the majority, but the, the there's three team, the most teams that the most lead teams featured in this from their from their league is Syria this year with three teams with Inter Milan, AC Milan, and Napoli in there, um, and being all on the same side of the tournament tree increases a really good chance that we will be seeing an Italian team in the final, which if you're, like I said, if you're a Serie A fan, you are super excited about. Um, I don't know if Milan has been able to get a, have an answer for Napoli this season. Um, and luckily you have two legs to kind of figure it out, but I'm going to go with Napoli. I just think that they have this this amazing run that they're doing right now in the league. They're a little bit more, not necessarily lax, but they do have a quite the lead over in Serie A that they could probably put more focus into this Champions League matchup, whereas AC Milan is still battling, you know, for a top spot in in, the, in Serie A. And so, like, I feel like they are they have a lot more to focus. They, they have two things to worry about, whereas Napoli could probably maybe more, put more focus into the Champions League with the lead that they currently have right now in Serie A. So I'm going to go with Napoli to move on to the semifinals. But all right, man. That is that is my thoughts on, on the uh, Champions League. Once again, thank you to Canadips. If you guys want, go to CanadipsCBD.com. Use the code BELLYUP20 to save yourself 20% off your purchase. Thanks again to Canadips for being the partner for this Champions League discussion. But, all right, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with uh, recapping uh, PSG losing to Stadarenes and obviously Players of the Week and games to look forward to this coming weekend. So, all right. Hey, everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. All right. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. We post a lot of stuff on social media and it's also some things that are interactive. So we just want to make sure you guys go ahead and make sure you follow us so you can see what's going on. And also we do some major announcements over there as well. All right. So games to recap, which is actually going to be two games because I am dubbing this the curse of Kim Kardashian. And so. The first game I'm going to pick, and this one's going to hurt me a little bit, is um, Arsenal losing to Sporting um, 3-3, which went to penalties in that game. All right, but this game specifically was a 1-1 draw that obviously went to penalties, and Sporting ended up winning uh, uh, 5-3 on penalties. So Arsenal had 53% of the possession of the game, um, sport, uh, Sporting actually had majority more shots on target, fifteen to thirteen. But Arsenal had more shots on target, nine to two. So this hurts even more. They were actually the the more accurate team and still lost this thing. Um, the goals that were scored: Granit Xhaka scored a goal in the 19th minute, and then Pedro Goncalves just scores 
just an absolute beauty of a goal. There was nothing that Ramsdale could have done. It was just a well, beautiful shot. Goes to penalties, and obviously uh, ends up ending five three. And it was basically off of a Martinelli miss. Uh, Martinelli ends up missing the fourth pen, and and obviously Sporting sinks the the last goal to go ahead and move on to the next round in the Europa League, and Arsenal is eliminated. Um, this game was in in London. It was at it was at Emirates, and uh, Kim Kardashian was there, and with her with her children, and uh, yeah, which started one hell of a week of soccer with with the Kardashian name. So I mean, it was cool. Obviously, you know she's she's watching Arsenal, and then you know she was FaceTiming with Saka. Um, you know, players went to go say hi to the kids. I mean, it's all good stuff. I'm not trying to say anything negative towards that it's just you know obviously it's rough to see to you know to be there for a loss but it wasn't over for kim kardashian's trip to europe as then we go to league one where stadar Rennes beats psg 2-0 psg has 60 percent of the possession psg also outshot stadar Rennes 17 to 10 and also had more shots on target than stadar Rennes 8 to 3 the goals that were scored from Stadarenas was from Carl Toko Ekambi in the 45th minute mark and by Arnaud Kalimuendo in the 48th. And yeah, it was another game where Kim Kardashian and she was clearly supporting PSG, um, they, they lost. Um, so not the best weekend for Kim Kardashian, but you know, sports in Kim Kardashian usually is not a good, uh, not a good mix, so, but, once again, I don't, I'm not saying that, like, oh, this girl should never go to another sporting event in, in any way, no, obviously not, it's just very unfortunate series of events that happened for her, which was the curse, and it's just kind of a joke that became a, it became a meme, um, but, yeah, it's not a good look for her, um, and then, you know, obviously the kids, you know, fa- I think, I believe they FaceTime Neymar, so, I mean, overall, I'm sure the kids had a lot of fun. I'm sure they would have had more fun had these two teams won for them for when they came to visit. But, you know, I'm sure they got money. I'm sure they could come to any other PSG and Arsenal game. So, hopefully uh, hopefully Arsenal can, can get together. Now they can focus on the league. That, at least that's the positive. That's what I'm going to take with it. But uh, those were the games to recap for, for this week. Uh, Players of the Week. Players of the Week is brought to you by InTheClutch.com. InTheClutch is a clothing apparel company that is associated with the players associations of major league soccer major league baseball the national basketball association uh and the national football league great amazing shirts great material great fit did pass the fat boy test according to kelsey coin of high low sports shout out to him um overall just great designs and it's and all for a good thing which is the players the players the ones that put in the work Every single day, you know, it's good to give them the recognition that they deserve with giving their own personal clothing a brand. Um, so, and that's what In The Clutch exactly does. I have a Footballer's Life shirt, which is a reference to uh, uh, Ted Lasso, which now I know. I know the reference because now I watch Ted Lasso. And um, I have also a Jeremy Pena and Kyle Tucker shirt because obviously you guys know I'm a Houston Astros fan. Hate, hate it if you want or love it. I don't really care. But... Overall, just really great shirts, great designs. If you guys go to intheclutch.com and you use the code insert name at checkout, you'll save yourself 10% off your purchase. So 
Once again, go to intheclutch.com, use the code insert name, save yourself 10% off your purchase. Um, so Edwards player of the week is Ezekiel Palacios, who scored two goals in Bayer Leverkusen's 2-1 win against Bayern Munich. And Erling Haaland is my pick, who scored a hat-trick in Manchester City's 6-0 win against Burnley, which was the FA Cup. So, two big performances, one huge upset, great pick. So, if you guys go to Instagram and Twitter, at InsertNameFC, on Instagram and Twitter, if you go on Instagram, it'll be on the stories. You can go ahead and vote for who's your player of the week. And if you go to Twitter, you can go vote on the subtweet on the post for players of the week. So go ahead and do that so you guys can get uh, your voices be heard for at the end of the year when we do our Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. So make sure you guys go ahead and do that. All right, man. So some games to look forward to this weekend. You know, obviously it's the international break. So there's two things to consider. One, MLS doesn't care. And uh, yeah, that's it. (laughs) It's the international break. It is some Nations League qualifiers. I believe there's also... European qualifiers, and there's also African Cup of Nations qualifiers, I believe, is what's also going on as well. Um, also, the NWSL is kicking off, so make sure you guys go ahead and show some love to the NWSL. Uh, really great league. I really have fun watching that. But, all right, so starting with March 24th, Friday, March 24th, USA versus Granada, France versus the Netherlands, Sweden versus Belgium, Japan versus Uruguay, and South Korea versus Colombia. Um, March 25th, Saturday, will be Croatia versus Wales, Spain versus Norway, Morocco versus Brazil. I think that's going to be a really, really interesting matchup. Uh, Hakimi versus uh, Neymar, if Neymar is there. Um, Sunday, March 26th, Mexico versus Jamaica, and England versus Ukraine. March 27th, USA versus El Salvador. Please, El Salvador, I mean, well, I mean, I, I need USA to win, but if... If if they do, please don't don't embarrass El Salvador. Um, and in the MLS, we got the Portland Timbers taking on the LA Galaxy and LAFC versus FC Dallas. And I'll just mention it: if you are in Houston, go to Shell Energy Stadium. Uh, Houston Dynamo will be taking on NYCFC. Um, obviously, to go watch the Dynamo, go watch Hector Herrera. Go watch I mean Bassi. Go watch you know all these all these guys. They're they're working their butts off over there on the practice fields. But also, I will be making my first team debut in this game. So make sure you guys go ahead. And if you, maybe you guys see me or something, you can go ahead and tag me at, uh, on Instagram at hflow15. So make sure you guys do that. But those are games to look forward to this weekend. Uh, and obviously, NWSL. Go ahead and check out the NWSL. Kicks off this weekend as well. I'll, I will be attending the Houston Dash game. So make sure you guys, uh, you know, if you guys want to say hi, say hi. All right, man. So, closing thoughts, man. So, this we concluded the World Baseball Classic, um, which, honestly, I will say was just one hell of a tournament. I wish there was a little bit, there was more teams in it. I wish there, it was just, it was quite the spectacle. It was so much fun. Uh, congratulations to Japan for winning, uh, winning, winning the World Baseball Classic for the third time. Uh, USA, I mean, you know, I will say, a, a, a team that I really don't think was as good, but still did a really good job. Really solid performance from them. But uh, one hell, one hell of OWBC. And also March Madness, man. That's another big thing that's going on here in the U.S. Um, probably the only time I ever really care about college basketball. I haven't really checked my bracket. I don't know how 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 bad it is. I think I don't know. If there's there probably wasn't any games right now, but 
At least I don't know of. But also, all in all, man, it's been a really fun tournament. A lot of great upsets. Princeton, uh, you know, Fur- Fullman, Furman, Furman, um, JDU, you know, just a lot of, a lot of great storylines going on. And of course, the big storyline is U of H and Jim Nance. Jim Nance announced, if you guys don't know, Jim Nance is a sports broadcaster, you know, called Super Bowl games. He's called, he's called the Masters tournament. I don't know if he's retiring from sports broadcasting in general or if he's just retiring from March Madness, but he, uh, if you guys don't know, he really made his name through U of H. He was part of he was he was the guy kind of covering Five Slamma Jamma. And if you guys don't know what Five Slamma Jamma was, it is probably one of the best college basketball teams that U of H has ever had, including Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, who ended up becoming Houston Rocket eventually. Um, but just one of the you know. But anyways, but the whole point is that Jim Nance will be retiring uh, from March Madness, as far as I at least I know from March Madness. And, you know, obviously U of H is, is a, is a one seed and the, the, the final four will be in Houston. So it's really just a huge, huge moment that a lot of pressure is on Houston to try to make it to the final four. It's going to be really cool though. Um, Jim Nance, obviously just overall in general, just really cool to see if he can end it with U of H winning a national championship. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not, but I mean, it'll, it'll still be interesting. If they, it'll be really cool if they do. It's going to be really exciting for the sitting. I, I, I would honestly say, but, uh, but yeah, there's, that, that's my closing thought. Just one hell. If, like, if you guys want to get into other sports, dude, uh, if you guys want to understand March Madness, just watch it. It's just a lot of fun, a lot of great storylines. Um, you might, you don't really have to follow college basketball. March Madness is, I don't really follow college basketball like that. I mean, I, I keep up with Texas Southern, but that's because that's my college and that's really all, we, all Texas Southern has going for is, is college basketball. Um, but you know, go watch it. Go you know, go see it. Like, see, well, maybe not go see it, but go watch it. See what it's all about. Um, if you're in Houston and you get a chance to watch a Final Four game, like, take advantage of it. It's like super fun. So I will say that nonetheless. But uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up this show, man. Shout out to Belly Up Podcast Network. Check out their website www.bellyupsports.com. A lot of great articles being written about all sports. Obviously, soccer, hockey, baseball, football. And, you know, MLB season's kicking off pretty soon. There's going to be a lot of articles being done for baseball. Um, March Madness is happening, so they're still probably talking March Madness. Um, you know, we're, we're in, you know, Champions League, all that stuff is, we're still in it. So a lot of great writings being done. Go ahead and check out bellyupsports.com. Also follow them on Instagram and Twitter at bellyupmedia and at bellyupsports. Just lots of great stuff. Lots of great podcasts. Shout out to High Low Sports. Shout out to Corner Booth. Shout out to No Credentials Required. Lots of great podcasts, lots of great content, man. Go ahead and check out Belly Up Sports. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. Um, shout out to Roosevelt Spencer. He is our producer. He's our beat maker extraordinaire. He hasn't been editing episodes as of lately just because like of my hectic schedule. So I end up editing these episodes now. But the beats that are being provided for this episode is from Spencer. Um, if you guys need some beats, whether it's for a podcast or you're trying to get into the music business, all that stuff, you know, hit him up on Instagram at that guy dope. Um, I highly recommend him, man. Um, you know, come now before he gets more expensive. Cause this dude's going to be the next DJ Khaled or DJ mustard. He's going to be going on tour with two chains at some point in his life. I guarantee you, bro. So go ahead and do that. But, uh, yeah, episode one twenty six. Thank you so much for listening. Catch me next week for episode one twenty seven. Um, there will be an episode 127 next week. 
uh, I'll give you guys like a further update as far as like where where I go from here with GA Cup being a thing. But thank you so much for listening and take care, guys. <laughs> <laughs>